the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to today's show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that this is a great way to start your week. And I so appreciate how much you listen to the podcast and comment on the shows. And always we are looking at the different social media uh, positions that I have out there. And if you are wanting something specific that you want me to talk about, I would love to do that. I also love to do seminars and retreats and speaking for your group. So you can always contact me through the website or at CynthiaHyatt at gmail.com. So today we are talking about this issue about lying. And I don't know about you, but I think we all have heard, do not lie. Do not lie. And we all have lied, right? And so lying is one of these very easy to do things. And sometimes it makes things that we thought were easy, extremely complicated. And so why do we lie? Where, where does this come from? And I want you to really understand that the, at the heart of lying, it's surviving. It's a survival issue. It's about security. And so why do we take the risk to lie when we know that it doesn't work? Why is it so tempting? Well, I want you to think about this. When we have talked about gender differences, and we know that a woman's greatest need is security and belonging and safety, these are the things that she typically will lie about. And a man's greatest needs are success and respect. And this is one of the things they will typically lie about. So they will embellish what they're able to provide for you. They will embellish their abilities and their talents. And they may um, say they can do something for you that they probably can't pull off, but they're sure they're going to figure it out somehow. 
And so, so much of lying is also we just don't want to feel some type of pain. And so it's a way that we protect ourselves from pain. The problem is it brings more pain. And even if we're not found out for lying, we know that we lied. And nobody ever feels good about lying. So if we know that we'll be rejected, judged, disliked, maybe even, I don't know, abandoned or a relationship broken, when we're caught in that lie, why is it so compelling to take the risk? Well, we've talked so much about pain, and pain is, unfortunately, the greatest motivator. So we will take inordinate amounts of risks to get what we need and what we want and get those needs met. And if we have to lie, kill, steal, and destroy, right, that's at the heart of humanity, unfortunately. So unless we decide to rise above that, we are all, all very culpable in this, and we are all very able to lie. And we lie to ourselves. we lie to our spouses, we lie to our friends, we lie to our kids, we lie to our employer, we lie to God, which is silly, because he sees right through our lies. But so many times those lies have a lot to do with our, our hopes and our dreams and our needs. We're just hoping that maybe if we just speak it, if we pretend, that maybe it will be true. So who lies? Well, do men lie more or do women lie more? Well, they do lie for different reasons, and we talked about that. But we have found in research that men typically lie more. Now, what's interesting is what they lie about. So they generally don't, don't lie about whether or not they made a mistake, but they do lie about what their abilities are, how much they can produce. They might lie about who they are. They might lie about their past so that their past looks better than what it is when it comes to selling themselves. So even though... Truly, the best guess is that everyone lies. It's clear that some people tell lies more readily than others. So when we think about lie and telling, well, we have to understand that these people that lie more frequently than the rest of us, that is probably a diagnosable issue because somewhere the, the, the conscience has been seared. So I want you to, to just recognize that Lying is, is very common to mammals, and you know how often I talk about animals, but have you ever seen your pets try to pretend like what they did really wasn't happening and they didn't really do it? So it's kind of at the heart of mammals that we just don't like pain. And so what we want to think about is what are the, the personality characteristics or gender differences, and maybe does age matter? Is the tendency to tell lots of lies linked to the quality of your relationships? So let's look at the personality of a liar. So this particular author talks about these diary studies, and she had participants that filled out numbers of personality measures. And they used the information to see if certain personality types are more especially prone to telling lies or not. So when posed the question, who lies, I want you to ask yourself, did a stereotype pop into your mind? Did you guess that frequent liars are more likely to be manipulative and scheming people as well? Well, if you did, we're not going to tell you to abandon your preconceived notions. People who are more manipulative 
as measured by the Machiavellianism scale, and a measure, which is a measure of social adroitness. They do lie more often than people who are less manipulative. Manipulative people tend to care about themselves much more than they may care about you. So you might also think that liars are generally people who don't care about other people. But that's not necessarily true. Sometimes what we see is that the people that care a lot might lie a lot as well. And some of that is because they are wanting to protect you from pain. They're wanting to protect themselves from pain. And they care what other people think about them. So there are some personality types that describe people who are always worrying about the impression they're making on others. You know, what will they think if I say this? What will he think if I do this? And so this type of personality has a tendency to lie more often. So interestingly, though, these people know they lie more than others do. So these people are the ones that are really bothered by the fact that maybe they're acting out of a weakness, and so they're choosing lying as an easy way out, but they don't feel good about it, versus the person that may have more of a personality issue, a personality disorder, that really justifies their lying and doesn't, doesn't you know, feel too badly about their lying, especially if it worked. So guess who else lies more? This is interesting. Extroverts. Now, here's where it mattered. See, when we kept track of people's social interactions, and not just their lies, if we only counted lies, then extroverts would have many more opportunities to lie than introverts because they spend more time around people and they spend more time talking. So that would make sense, that their propensity to lie may be just simply because of their personality or their temperament, that they talk more to begin with. So instead, we want to look at the rates of lying, the number of lies people told a relative, that's relative to a number of opportunities they had. So extroverts lied at a higher rate than introverts, although those differences weren't that substantial. So why do extroverts maybe tell more lies than introverts? Well, I kind of think it's because the little lies of everyday life can make social interactions run more smoothly. So extroverts are, are versed in social niceties. They practice things more often. And so they probably don't always realize how often they're lying because they think maybe somewhere down the road they can pull it off. So at the end of the week, when extroverts saw the total number of lies they had, they were really surprised at how often they lied. They really didn't see it. So this is where you might want to think about, huh, how, how is it my personality, my temperament, my makeup, how does that affect my propensity to lie or to be able to lie more easily? And, and this is what I really do want to make a little, little kind of caveat here to recognize that the majority of people who lie are not necessarily bad people. There are a section, there's a portion of the population that lie for malevolent reasons. And that's a whole different type of person. So frequent, when we look at frequent liars and we look at their relationships, we want to think about why would they lie frequently or how frequently do they lie and what do they typically lie about? So we're going to talk more in the next segment about men and women and how do they compare as to frequent liars. 
What do they generally lie about? What do men lie about? What do women lie about? And we consider two types of lies. One is a self-serving lie. One is a kind-hearted lie. Both of them are not true. They're not the truth. But again, we're looking at motives. We're looking at personality. So we're saying, wow, a self-serving lie. This is the one that makes people look better, makes them feel better about themselves. It helps them avoid embarrassment or punishment or blame. And it helps them not get their feelings hurt. Now, that also, though, means that their level of intimacy will be more shallow. So they may not get their feelings hurt as often, but they're not taking as big of risks as those of us that are trying to be honest. So kind-hearted lies are told with the intent, obviously, of making another person look better or feel better. Or we want to help them and spare them from embarrassment or punishment or blame. We don't want them to have their feelings hurt. So we will have a tendency to err on, wow, I can tell a little lie because I just don't, I don't want to, to deal with how bad it will look or how bad they may feel. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about these different types of lies. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm your host, Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're starting your week out well and that this will give you lots of things to think about and just some things to aspire to. So I really do want you to be the best version of you. I don't want you to be somebody else. I want you to be the best you because in that way, there is no competition. So Let's talk about more this idea of lying. And we left off in that last segment about two different kinds of lies. There's the self-serving lie and there's the kind-hearted lie. Now, if we go back to the very beginning of the show, when we talked about pain is, one, is the greatest motivator of all times. So when you think about lying, it's usually avoiding pain of some kind. Now, it may not be in the moment, it may be avoiding pain that you think is going to happen in the future. So you may lie about what your ability is and embellish it, hoping that you are able to rise to the occasion in the future. You may minimize something, hoping that you can fix it so nobody sees it if it comes out. So kind-hearted lies are told with the intent of making that person feel better or look better, or, or spare them from embarrassment. So again, pain is, one of, is the greatest variable here. You're telling a kind-hearted lie to help someone avoid pain. And it also helps you avoid pain because you don't have to address maybe the ugly truth, right? So then we have self-serving lies. And these are the ones that tell people that how to help them make themselves look better. And it spares them from embarrassment. So they won't admit to something. They won't tell the whole entire truth. They may embellish their abilities. They may tell stories, and a part of it is true, and the rest of it is what they wished were true. So let's think about this idea. You know, how many of you have said to somebody, yeah, you look great. Oh, it was a great, a terrific dinner. I loved it. Oh, yeah, I know just how you feel. 
So how about this? How about these different combinations of liars and targets? Men lying to men. Men lying to women. Women lying to men and women lying to women. So these different combinations, what we find is that people tell many more self-serving lies than kind-hearted lies. So in one of the four, people said just as many kind-hearted lies as the self-serving ones. So which is it? Well, kind-hearted lies are most likely exchanged between women. And in contrast, when men are involved, either as liars or as the target, self-serving lies prevailed. So there were anywhere from twice to eight times as many self-serving lies than kind-hearted lies. So what, is that, what does that tell us? Well, let's look at this. Let's add one more variable. How about adults? Is age linked to frequent lying? Well, what these people have, have noticed in this study that they did was that they found that, in, for example, the older people are, the less propensity they have to lie. They found that age increased, as age increased, the number of lies decreased. Now, this doesn't take into account maybe they have less opportunities to lie. But this is one of the problems that doctors have, that patients lie. And so the older they get, there's a tendency to be more honest about whatever their symptoms are. They may not be as embarrassed. They may not worry as much as to what the doctor is going to think about them. So it's important to look at the fact that as we follow, as they followed these same people over the years and they kept a recording of the lies the whole time, they found that there was less lying. So I want you to think about this idea. Do you lie? If you do, what is the main reason for your lying? Why do you lie? How do you justify it to yourself? You see, we all lie to varying degrees. And most of us like to think that our motives are, are pure. Our motives are not because we're trying to be malevolent. But we just don't want to deal with pain. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't like pain. I don't. So let's look at this idea about gender differences and deception. Do men lie more than women? Do women lie more than men? Well, here's what we found. And this was a really interesting uh, article that I had found. And it was done in 2005. And what they were talking about was deception and the role of its consequences. And so what they came to find, and this was very interesting, that men significantly lied more than women. But women lied more to secure a monetary benefit. And so men were more likely to do this than women. And women had this tendency to lie less frequently unless it was to other women. And so they did lie to other women. So this is what's so fascinating. So when we look at this, I want you to think, to me, lying is most oftentimes me telling myself or others what I wish to be true. This is what most of us do. And so what I want to tell clients is I say, listen, instead of lying about those things that you wish to be true, 
I want you to turn those wishes, those dreams, those desires, those hopes, those aspirations, goals, prayers, vision, right, regrets into goals. Because lies we know are most often fueled by fear. And this is why we want to say, who am I trusting? So if I trust God first and foremost, I'm going to come out a lot better. He will give me lots of courage to tell the truth. And I know and you know when we tell the truth, life is less complicated. Not always less painful, but certainly less complicated. Because lies have a tendency to compound themselves. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I tell one lie, and then it makes me have to tell another lie to cover the lie I just told. And then I might forget what I did lie about, so I have to create a new lie. And it gets very complicated. It gets very stressful. So it all comes down to trust. Do I trust God or not? Do I trust me? Am I able to constructively deal with the pain of not getting what I want or need? And that's important. That the pain of not getting what I want or thinking that I need something and it's being withheld from me. How do I manage that? Because that's when we talk about character. That's my moral code. Am I going against my own moral code because of pain? What do I need to do to increase pain tolerance so that I can make healthier decisions? So let's be grown-ups. Let's use all our time and energy and resources to change the inside of us. I want to change the inside of me versus lying as a quick way to feel better outside of me. See, which we all know, when we lie to feel better about our outsides, we always feel worse and we always feel anxious. So this is why it's important that we recognize I can aspire to do this. And what I'm hoping and really recommending that you do is that when you mess up, you don't beat yourself up. You recognize that this is common to all humans, all mammals, right? That we all struggle with this. So join me in the next segment. I'm going to play for you a song I recorded years ago that's called If We're Honest. So I look forward to having you in the next segment. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we are in the second half of our hour show. So thank you. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about honesty. And what would happen if we were honest? And how difficult is it to be honest with ourselves, with others, with God, with the world, with our children? It's tough. And we talked in that first and second segment about the power of pain. And pain has the tendency to cause us to want to take the easy route, which is to lie. And just to think, if I just, I'm just going to say this and then I'll fix it later. Or I'll say this and hope they forgot I said it. Whatever it is, it always comes down to a survival issue. That humans don't like pain. And so we can't go back in the past and undo it. So we have the option of facing it, ignoring it, hoping nobody sees it, or actually lying about it. 
So I recorded this song. It's called If We're Honest, and the writer of the song is Francesca Bastelli. And I'm sure you've heard this song before, but it's truly one of my favorite songs. So um, I had Jeremy loaded up, so we're going to play it for you. So I hope you enjoy this song. enjoyed that song. I always enjoy listening to it and thinking on the words and how much they mean. And so it's very inspiring to me because I'm certainly, I'll be honest with you, I can struggle with honesty as much as anybody else can. I don't like pain and I don't like people being in pain. And so I don't like to think I'm a weak person, but pain, it's a great motivator for me. 
And so I hope that you listen to this song again and that you really take in the lyrics because I think those lyrics are so powerful when we really think about honesty and that truth is harder than a lie. And everyone has a heart that loves to hide. And I'm a mess, so are you. And we've all built walls nobody can get through. But it may be hard, but the best thing we could ever do is bring our brokenness, and I'll bring mine, and love can heal what hurt divides. So join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of honesty. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining in. If you're just joining in, make sure you go to your favorite podcast server or to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. And I hope you enjoyed that song I sang in that last segment. It's always so moving to me when I hear it because it just inspires me again to recognize that honesty, wow, is really helpful and it never ever fails. Doesn't mean it's going to feel good, but it never fails. And I'm always glad when I am. And it causes all of us to feel freer. It causes us to feel more lighthearted. And we have far more acceptance of ourselves and much more grace when we realize how hard we work just to be honest. So this is part of a value system, and we have talked about this before, not, not at long length recently. So I want to revisit this idea of having this personal value system. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk so long about honesty is what I have come to find is that if I have honesty as one of my primary values, it makes it a lot easier to do the rest of the value system that I want to really be known for. So this personal value system really is, is a set of principles. It's the ideals that drive or guide our behavior, our thoughts, our, our decisions. And so the personal value system, it gives you kind of a structure and a purpose because it helps you determine what's meaningful and what's important to you. And it helps you express who you are and what you stand for. And you know what that leads to? what you are then known for. So I know and you know that when someone becomes known for something, it's very hard to change it. So if it's negative, it's really tough to overcome it. If you're known for being a jerk, if you're known for being late, if you're known for being a liar, if you're known for being mean-spirited, it's hard to change it. So this is why it's super important that when we think of this personal value system, that it really does help express who we are and who we want people to see, who we want them to to know. And so that when they walk away, they go, oh, you know, I know Cynthia Hyatt. She wouldn't do that. Or, yeah, that sounds like Cynthia. And that's really important that we are aware of what we are being known for. So if you're unaware or you become disconnected from your values, you end up making choices that are impulse-driven or they're because of instant gratification 
or they're very fear-based decisions. And we want them to be from solid reasoning, from responsible decision-making. So your values define your character, and they impact every aspect of your life. So when you think of the word character, what, what comes to mind for you? Do you think, I have good character, or I should work on my character, or so-and-so has really good character, I really trust them, I admire them, or so-and-so, wow, that's a bad character, I don't like that person, I don't want to be around that person. So they impact every aspect of your life. It impacts your personal and work behaviors, impacts your interactions with family and friends and coworkers, it impacts your decision-making. It impacts the direction you take in your life. This is why it's so important to know what you value, why you value it, and what precedence it takes in your life. So you can't say you value something if you don't protect it, right? So we value, we protect what we value. So if I value honesty, then I need to protect that. Because it's so easy not to be. And we can have so many justifications for why we weren't honest. And one of the biggest justifications that I have found about dishonesty is that we'll fix it later. So we just say what we need to say in the moment and go, you know, I'll just come back to that and fix it later. But I don't want to deal with it right now. Well, you and I both know it comes back to bite you, right? So if I do that, if I just say something off the cuff because I don't want to deal with whatever it is and I think I'll just correct it later, it usually becomes a big mess. So there's four categories of your personal value system. Now, we have talked about this in the past, but I wanted to really talk about it in light of honesty as being a primary value that we must all have. So personal values, again... Those are the traits that that you see as worth aspiring to and that you want to define your character. So your personal values are going to define you. It's what you're going to be known for or known as. And this is why it's really tough if you get any kind of, of like, you know, um, situation where someone says, oh, well, I know that person. This is what they do. So when you're known for something, it's really hard to become unknown for that. So this is why you want to understand what your behaviors are doing because they will define your character. And so we have spiritual values, and these are the values that connect us to a higher power, gives us a sense of purpose that's beyond our material existence. So this helps us to aspire This helps us to dream dreams, to have goals, to want that for other people. It helps us to to do things that are bigger than what we thought we could ever do. It helps us to grow, to strengthen, to have more compassion for others. Spiritual values help us to see beyond the natural, to know that there's something at work more than just ourselves. And that we can be part of that collective experience as well. That says, hey, I want to join with people that have that same value system that I have. That same type of moral code. Because boy, when when people 
that are like-minded bind together, there is so much strength in numbers. So when we have positivity, that means we have positive strength in numbers, we can achieve and accomplish things we never dreamed of. So what about your family values? Well, you know, family's tough, and a lot of this show is committed to family. But we all have one. And we want to wonder, what is it that we are now as adults supposed to be doing with our family? Our family of origin? With our family our, that currently we consider our family? Our work family? Our church family? Our, our neighborhood family? We have so many different little family systems that we're a part of. Not just the nuclear one that we consider our family. So we want to love and care for those people that we're close to. This is part of what neighborhoods want to do for one another. They want to foster that family feeling that says, you know what? Hey, you're our neighbor. We'll help you out in any way you need. What can we do? Someone has a loss. We want to help them as they are going through the grieving process. Somebody's house burns down. How can we help them? And so we want to have these family values that go more, that, that are, are bigger than just our nuclear family. So what about career values? And this is one of the best use and expression of your talents and your skills, your abilities. It's the reason, some of the reason why you were born. Because it's your contribution to society. Now, thankfully, many times we get monetary compensation for it. But not always. Some of the career values don't always pay very well. But that doesn't mean they're not worth doing and doing well. So this is the expression of you. This is the mark you want to leave on the earth. That you want to say, I was here and this is what I contributed. So what values, think about this, do we as social beings find desirable? Well, we just got done talking this, pretty much this whole hour on honesty. And that is a value that people really admire because it's hard to do. So we have people that are, are, you know, quintessential, just prolific liars. They still respect people that tell the truth. They just may not want to put the effort into telling it. So no matter what tradition we were brought up in. There are some characteristics that we value in others that transcend social, economic, religious boundaries. And so think about these characteristics that regardless of how you were raised, what faith or, or no faith you were raised with, what country you came from, one of the things that is most admirable is integrity, trustworthiness, uprightness. So integrity Honesty is at the heart of integrity. That's why that word is kind of harsh sounding. Integrity. It sounds like a strong word. So we want to say to ourselves, do I have integrity? Am I trustworthy? Am I honest? Am I upright? Even when no one sees what I'm doing. Even when I can get away with it and nobody would know but me. Am I willing to do the right thing? even if I'm not rewarded? Am I willing to do the right thing, even if it costs me? So integrity, what a lost art, right? 
But you know people with integrity, and you're so glad they're around. They're, they're the people we can count on. They're the people we can trust. They're the people that we can kind of relax when they show up. You know, unless we don't have integrity, then we think, oh, great. Here's that person. Now things are going to get complicated, <laughs> right? So we want to think about this. It's character. So we value people that have character. We depend on the fact that they're going to act honorably and that they do what they think is right, that they say what they mean and they mean what they say. And so with integrity comes this issue of respect. So I know that you've been, felt disrespected before, and it is a very ugly feeling to feel disrespected. So respect is honoring the worth and the dignity of all people. It has nothing to do with whether or not they're good people. We just need to respect humanity, that all humans are valuable. How about loyalty? This is a commitment to faithfulness, to a person or to a cause. Are you loyal to your family, your friends? More than anything, are you loyal to yourself? Because if I'm loyal to myself, I will practice loyalty to others far more easily and more often. Responsibility. Wow, is that a dying art, right? What is it like to be responsible, to say what you mean and mean what you say? To know that if you commit to something, you're going to follow through with it, even if nobody gives you any accolades for it, even if it doesn't seem to necessarily matter. It's your word. You said you would be responsible for it, and you did. Are you responsible for you? You know how many shows we have done on what would it be like if everyone just policed themselves? What would it be like if everyone just took care of themselves well? Wow, how much easier this world would be. So I'm so glad you joined me today. And I hope this encourages you to really, really start with honesty as one of the character traits you want to be known for. And that you ask God to help you with it because it takes great courage to be honest takes courage to be honest with ourselves, with others. It's an admirable quality that we have to always be working on because we're always given opportunities to lie. Always. So God bless you this week. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for listening, and thank you for telling other people about it. So I'm praying for you this week. Have a great week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com 
or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.